Yellow. Whoa, hello. We are here. We are Greater Mythos, the podcast. I'm Josh. He's Josh. We're here. We're solely for video games, movies, pop culture. That's it. We're thirsty for it. We love content, don't we? We definitely do. Do you like it as much as I do? Well, I'd hope so. If you didn't, why would we be here? I don't know. Maybe you, like, forced me to? I don't know. Wow. But we're in different locations. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That would be really amazing of you. Maybe you have special powers, Josh. How how would I do it? I don't know. Telepathy or something? What's telepathy? I think that's where you, like... Maybe that's just you talk to people through your mind. I'm Is not that telepathy? Sure. Are you I trying think to think so. of the one where you like you move things with your mind? That's telekinesis. That one I do know. Which one does Professor X do? I think it's the telepathy because I think he just communicates and sees things. Is that all he does? I think so. What's he good for? Talking. He, he's the telephone. <laughs> boy, the boy, is he a good talker, huh? Yep. All my dogs whining. I'm sorry if you can hear it. But hey, we're here. Episode two. We didn't get canceled the first time. We survived. ExpressVPN still isn't a sponsor, but hey, you keep your hopes up high, your head down low, but we're here. And uh, one of the things that I, I'm not sure if you find this annoying about me yet, and if not, you probably will. I just love the approach to these to be, yeah, we have a loose concept of what's going to happen, but also we don't. And usually that has um, a chance of going well and spontaneous and, you know, uh, natural, or we say a few things. And then there's dead air, and we we wait to see who else is going to talk first, you know. And there's that approach. Dead air, never no seen good. it before. Is that a movie? I don't know, but it sounds like it could be. You'd think that it would be, you know, in the same line of like snakes on a plane, yeah, or something. <laughs> huh, but hey, hey, let's dive into it. You said you got some uh, some possible things here. Let's just let's just see what happens, huh? Yes. So first topic, and this is kind of unrelated to the others, but it's a quick one. Um, there's been rumors that there's going to be a potential price increase for games from sixty yes. to seventy dollars. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Oh man. Hmm. Hmm. Well, first off, sixty dollars isn't necessarily cheap either. Sixty dollars right. is. 30 more dollars than uh, $30, you know? And so when you put Quick those mats. together, that's $60. Um, let me think. The last full price game that I have bought, 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 uh, I think it was Modern Warfare. No, it's not because I didn't even pay for that. I got that for free technically because I got, it was, I was gifted some cash. Um, I can't remember from who, but what better way to use it than, than to buy a Call of Duty game? Um, I mean, you know, $70 is a lot of money. Depends on the game for me personally. Uh, and as we have previously discussed on air and off air, uh, I I got to really want it. Got to really want it, you know? And that's oh, the same yeah. for $60 too. So. $60 is pricey. I mean... It is! You think about it, that's a lot of money. And I know why it's that. I know why they price it that high. It's because they want to make a profit. But apparently... They have to increase it because it's been 60 for a long a time. While. Yeah. Right. So, and I know that there a lot of games don't even make physical merchandise anymore. Right. Some do, but so they save money on that front. But still, I mean, that's, and the, to go up. Right. I'm, I'm sure like on digital platforms, it, it may not go up. I don't know if it's going to be everywhere. 
I suppose we'll have to see. We will have to see. And I, I watched a separate video about that, the, the price increase and all that, because it's been in the news and all that. And if we're nothing else, we're just uh, a news podcast, I guess, because we're totally in the loop of everything. But I, I'm probably going to misquote this, so don't judge me. The, the the guy was more or less talking about how, like what you said, games have been more or less fifty nine ninety nine forever, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even in, I don't remember the year, but it was like 98 or something, one of those earlier years where some games were like a hundred bucks. Did you, did you see that or yeah, hear about that or anything? Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. And I don't know if that's just because more work was put into them or they needed special cartridges or discs. Do or you something. think more work was went into Atari and Nintendo 64 games? Well, if it was, well, in terms of Nintendo 64, Sure. And, and I don't know the truth of why those games were 100, but my assumption would be that the cartridges were limiting. I know hmm. that they couldn't do certain things, and that's why a lot of companies ended up going to the PlayStation instead because it could do more than the N64 could. So I know if you wanted to make a game on the cartridge, you had to use a custom cartridge. You couldn't just use the stock ones that Nintendo sent you or whatever. So maybe that might have been why they cost more to produce. I don't know. Or they could have just complicated. been a company. You know, what was that? It could have just been a greedy company. Could have been that. They're out there, but yeah, you know, money it comes and goes. Buy a game, don't buy a game. That's uh, that, that's that. What what do you think? I mean, you you super concerned about it? You got Steam to rely on though, oh, so yeah. Steam you might, sales. <laughs> you might find it on sale for like a penny. <laughs> well, for example, um, and I'm glad. And also sad at the same time for this piece of news. So hmm. Mass Effect 1 is on Steam for like $5 right now. The first one? Yes. And cool. even the second one. And the third one's like 15 And the bright side of that is that means more people will, will buy the game and get to experience it because it's really cheap sure. right now. The sad thing is I bought that game for like $45. When? Well, four years ago, five years ago. But that was still f- way after release. Yeah, I was going to say that's... Huh. I didn't buy and it. Was that during on sale? A, no, it, okay. that wasn't during the sale windows because Steam has the summer sales, the big ones, right. and and I I had bought it like right before that started, and I don't even know if it came on sale during it or not. But hmm. so yeah, and there's a lot of games like that. Like Fallout New Vegas is like three dollars right now, or it was yesterday. Right. That's crazy to me. It is crazy. It's kind of like like when you walk by the five dollar bins at Walmart, mm-hmm. and obviously there are a lot of trash movies in there, but then you see something like. Uh, let me think. Let me pick a good one. I'm not. I'm not picking this movie because it was a good film, but just because of the uh, the budget that it took to make it. You see, like an X Men First Class mm-hmm. in the five dollar bin, and you think that movie took more than five dollars to create, and here it is in the five dollar bin. How the mighty yep. have fallen. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, and and Steam ends up doing that a lot, and even to popular games, the summer sale is incredible, and you know that either Steam or Valve, I guess the company, or the developers aren't making much, if anything, on it. But, you know, they've already gone past their main sales window, so at this point, any money is money. Money is money. So, segue into movies. You were talking about the $5 bin. Yes. New DC movies are coming out. In fact, there's apparently 28 planned uh, DC films in the next couple years. Do you believe that? Well, they're all listed. I don't know how many of them are actually going to come out. Well, but. allow me to interject. How many of those are animated? 
Uh, well, the first like twelve I can see here on this on this Google page is just they're all live action ones. So From, does that include like Wonder Woman? Yeah, Wonder uh, Woman, the Batman, Suicide Squad, Black Adam, The Flash, the new Shazam, Aquaman two, and Green Lantern. Hmm. I'm sure there's plenty animated movies on the list. I just can't see them here. Sure. Well, so out of, out of the ones you just listed and taking into, into account that um, the DCEU is, um, it is, you know, it's it there. Exists. It, it's there. Taking all that into consideration, which one of those do you have the highest hopes for? Well. Um, which one are you like in the back of your head? You're like, man. Don't mess this up because if you do, like you're gonna move, you're gonna move to Canada or something. Well, Canada seems like a nice country. I might go there it anyway. Does. But they have mountains. Um, Shazam, I liked the first one. I'm not gonna be like my life is ruined if the if the sequel is bad. But the first one was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I think for Shazam specifically, the second one has nowhere to go but up. And yeah. that's not that's not a pun because he can fly, but just. If if the first one was generally well received, I think a sequel can only do better. Maybe I just shot it in the foot when I said that, but I, I think it'll be all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first one was pretty good, and it's it's just a some comedy and um and that's an action and that's all it needs to be. You know, it's not a comic book character that has as much investment as say Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman. Sure. Um, you know, it's still a, a somewhat major character, I guess, in the comics, but it doesn't have near as much popularity. Whereas if you mess up a Batman movie, I mean, well, the witch hunts are going to start and you the don't want hunts. that. Dare you say the bat hunts? <laughs> the bat hunts. I'm sorry. We can stop right now if you want. <laughs> I can just knock it off. No, I mean, you know, did you say 28 movies? All 28 upcoming and in-development DC films. Yeah, the Flash movie has been a thing for a few years as far as the, the rumors, the rustlings. the uh, I think it's gone through at least three directors by now, hasn't it? Have you heard about that? I've heard of the one director change at the beginning. I didn't know there were more. So I think the current supposed director for the Flash movie, whatever it's going to be, it's Andy Muschietti who has recently done the, the it films. Interesting. Yes. And the it films are fantastic in my humble opinion. I still have not seen them, but I don't go huh. out of my way to watch horror movies. And well, that's not because I'm scared. It's just, of course not. I actually, some of the movies I just, it's just too corny for me, but I've heard that it was actually really a good quality movie. It, yeah. Very good. I don't like uh, spooky movies either, but I think it's all about concept for me, which, you know, that's just my own messed up logic. So, but anyway, he's supposed to be directing. Um, it's supposedly going to be a Flashpoint movie because they want to reboot the DC universe and all that. Did you hear about, well, since we're on the topic of Flash and, and all that, uh, Michael Keaton, did you hear about that? I have not. What? I have not. We have failed as a, as a internet radio show. So what about Michael Keaton? I'm not going to tell you. He was Batman, right? Yes, he was Batman. So uh, he was Batman. 1989 Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So he he is, uh, as of now, in talks to return um, as Bruce Wayne in the Flash movie, I believe. So 
as far as what role and you know um depth of involvement it's still unknown but um i think they're just you know they're trying to get the hype back into it and you know all that stuff but i'm all for it you know yeah well if it's good it's good i think my expectations of the dc universe are at a level where i won't be disappointed with what comes out that's how i will put that has it been that way since the beginning well of this new dc universe thing yes since like the first one came out i think um i liked the dark knight trilogy but that was a different production entirely different vibe but yes, I think that's what Batman should be. And not just because that's the movies that I think were the best. I think that it was dark. It was ser- it didn't take or it did take itself seriously. I think if any comic book character, Batman is the one you can do that on. At the risk of going off for a long period of time about Dawn of Justice, what did you think of Dawn of Justice? Dawn of Justice was Batman. Batman v Superman. V Superman. Yeah. Um, okay, so. I don't think it's a secret between you and me that I like Superman. I think of the DC, he's my favorite. Hmm. I don't, and I've never liked, even in the comics, I've never liked the storyline that Batman could ever beat Superman. I just don't think it's plausible. I mean, kryptonite and and the special suit. I don't know. I mean, some of the things that Superman's done in the comics, like I don't care how good of a suit you make, you know? But at the same time, that movie, I actually was okay with Ben Affleck in the role. I was with everyone else thinking, oh, that's not going to work at the beginning. But I think he did a good job as well as he could have done with the writing behind the movie. So what I just took from all that is that you thought it was fine. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I mean, I was not definitely not one of the people who just outright hated the movie. Sure, 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 sure. But I'm not as invested either. I was just sure, a casual sure, viewer. Sure. Yeah, yeah, well. No, I, I agree with you. I I really liked Ben Affleck in Dawn of Justice specifically. I think he was dark. I think he was brooding. That was the point. Um, did he kill a lot of people? Yeah, he sure did, didn't he? Uh, was that supposed to be... No. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> well, you know... As far yeah, as I know. Whole, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But I, I liked him a lot. I liked him in the suit. I thought it was pretty sweet. Um, I liked his vibe. And that was the vibe that Zack Snyder, the director, and, and all that was trying to go for. And so I was all for it, you know. And then we go to Justice League and, you know, obviously things take a interesting shift. But we don't need to go down there because we have other things to talk about. But as far as the 28 films, I say bring it on. I'm going to see all of them. So it, I don't really care. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I, I eat them up like chocolate. And that's my, that's my, that's the tooth. Well, then kind of, uh, I guess, taking a left turn here, a completely drastic, different topic. I'm ready. We talked about tabletop games, I believe, in the test episode and maybe a Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Oh, and you then... did. You did your shopkeeper voice for me. Yes, that's it true. was incredible. You don't have to do it again, but it was incredible. No, I'm glad because my throat's a little scratchy. I don't really want to hurt it. But wonderful. But I was actually talking to a mutual friend of ours who I will talk to yes. about later. And he yes. mentioned wanting to do a game. And I was just going to gauge your interest. What do you think about doing a tabletop game with just family and friends? Like playing it? Yeah. I think, and I will go on record. 
If it's anything but Monopoly, I will do it. Anything but Monopoly. Anything but Monopoly. You just like to end it with you as the winner, huh? Is that... No, the <laughs> no, that was a fluke. That was my my one. Oh, my two wins in Monopoly were a fluke. I didn't plan it. I didn't seek it out. It just happened. But you know what? That's how Monopoly should be played. You know, natural talent, <laughs> natural talent and charisma. <laughs> no, I'm all in. I I've probably said this before. Board games are interesting. Because obviously, if you haven't done something before, it can be intimidating. But I've seen you guys play some some intense games. And I think the, the biggest one that comes to mind, and maybe this doesn't even scratch the surface, was that one freaking the Star Wars game that your brother brought over there that we do every year. The and you guys game, like yeah. start. What's that? And the card game. Yeah. It, didn't you guys start like at 8 a.m. or something? Well, yeah, and there's reasons for that. If you're just playing one-on-one, -on -one, that game can be over in 20, 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, we were trying to play the game with like six or seven people, you know? And that definitely... Because the game is not meant to be played with more than two, so we made up our own rules. So oh. it, it's going to take longer for that. Just the way the game works, the win condition, just takes longer the more people you have. So, so my, my reason. perspective is skewed. Yes. Um, okay. I've played the game several times with my brother, just one-on-one, -on -one, and it doesn't go anywhere near that long. Just normal. Did you win? Uh, I don't remember. Probably not. Uh, he's been playing that game for a long time. I have not. So. Did you want to win? Well, of course. Okay. If you're not trying to win, then what's the point? Fun. Family fun and togetherness. Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of it, but if you're that's not trying to win, if you're not trying to win, then you're ruining the experience for other people. How? I mean, I don't disagree with you. That's fine. Nope. All for the tabletop games. Um, I, I think I just don't have enough faith in myself as a new learner of things because whenever someone try to, tries to teach me something, uh, and I guess a lot of this is just coming from my somewhat musical um, past, is if someone shows me how to do something and then more or less they say, now do it. Now I'm on the spot. <laughs> now I either have to do it right or never show my face in this town again, you know? Well, there's definitely some added pressure when you're learning things, I guess. But you also don't want to be in the position where you're pressuring yourself, you know? Like I think that's the issue. I think I just I expect too much of myself. Yeah, and I mean, that can be positive in some ways where self-improvement, you know, but there's definitely a limit to it where you, you want to give yourself a break. And do you think I need to give myself a break? I, I do think you need to give yourself a break. <sighs> I should talk to someone. Yep, just be nice to yourself, Josh. It's important. Goodness gracious. But for hmm. tabletop games... Yes, tabletop games. It's easy. You just roll the dice and you do what it says. That's the basis of it. That's the whole foundation. And you have so, a piece of paper that will tell you what to do. What are the, what, what are the, what are the possible options in these, these tabletop games that we are discussing? So, the DM... Probably will be, be me in this situation. Right, will right. tell you what's going on in a situation based on actions you've taken beforehand. Like, let's say you decided to walk through a forest on the way to some quest that you accepted. And I say, okay, well, you ran into a trap and there's bandits around you now. Well, then a combat's going to start and you'll have to do the combat. And like a video game character, instead of 
pressing certain buttons to do certain things, you'll have things listed on the paper that your character can do to do damage to the enemy. And then you'll pick one and you'll do it and you'll roll to see if it works. Is this is this D&D we're talking about? Yes. Oh, is that what you're talking about specifically? Well, yeah, because that's fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, which is the latest release, is actually probably the simplest to get to to learn and to do. Wonderful. It's I mean, I can sit down and you'll know everything you need to know about playing it in in a couple hours at most. And that's if a couple hours. Well, the long part of it is just building your character and it's not long as in complicated. It's just there's a lot of choices. So it's it depends on how quickly you make decisions. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. Can I be a werewolf? Uh, I think you actually can. I don't think it's like base in 5th edition, but that's kind of the beauty of it, is there's like an entire extended universe canon for the game, and you can actually use it. You can just go to the website, I think it's called D&D Beyond or something, and there's just classes and races and everything that you could choose listed there that's not in the book by default. I want you to quote me on this, okay? Okay. I go werewolf or I don't go home. Wait. Oh, I messed it up. Ah, I go werewolf or I go home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, messed it up bad the first time. Yep, and, I'm in. and speaking of werewolves, there's actually more than just Dungeons and Dragons. There's actually tabletop games for pretty much every genre you can think of. One, for instance, is there's actually a, like gothic type ones like, uh, you know, HP Lovecraft. Cthulhu type mm. tabletop mm. games and those are interesting too and they've got stuff like vampires and werewolves in them and regular D&D does as well but I think it fits better in that gothic style sure would you so is, is D&D more like fantasy then would you say yeah it's just high fantasy mm. high fantasy there's science fiction ones there's like steampunk there's gothic there's even more mundane kind there's like superhero ones so you say more mundane kind yeah like you can actually play a tabletop game set in in real world earth what's the point (laughs) i don't know i i kind of say that same thing when you watch like modern set movies i just kind of it's like if the action's good sure but otherwise it's like i'm kind of bored man a modern day Huh? Yeah. What it would exists. do you do? You attack people? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you go to Walmart and like just start swinging, or what's going on? Well, usually in those situations, it's like you're you're either play like soldiers in some army fighting in another country, or if you do, oh, urban, so you're you're military then, or in some urban situations like gang warfare stuff like that, some kind of secret society. They usually throw some kind of a fictional element in. I can't imagine you'd want to play just. All right, today we're we're gonna go to school, and uh, we're gonna take some classes. Can't imagine you'd want to play a game like that. If but, you could start swinging in the classes, then there's there's one angle to it. But... Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, so there's a lot of genres, and we can talk about what you'd be most interested in. I don't mind DMing any of them. Um, hmm. And I know we have some other people who talked about wanting to do it. Yeah. And, and it's a type of game. That you haven't had experience in before. I haven't. I have no experience. I'm a fool. I think you'll like it. I'm all for it. I'm already there. I'm playing it now. Yep, you're already locked in. You know the contract is. has been signed. Well, 
bound in blood. Hey, really quick, because I, I forgot. I meant to bring this up last time, and just to continue in the spirit of rabbit trails, there's a new... Did you ever play the Fable games? I did. I think I played Fable Anniversary, though. What's that? I think Is that's... that the first one, technically? Yeah. Did you like it? It was okay. I played it way later, so it was kind of dated when I played it, but... Well... I brought it up because there's supposedly a new one in the works. Yeah. So I think I need to play two and three before it comes out because I want to, you know, I, I guess I need to be in the, the spirit of it all. The I've, thought of having to play two more games before one comes out stresses me out. You're okay. right though. That's, that would be the, that would be the, uh, the true, uh, the tried and true gamer way to do it. <laughs> stressed out see gaming is the anti-stressor for me oh absolutely i agree with you i just you know i need to quit being so hard on myself you know? yes hmm it's fine hmm. you can keep playing your war zone no one's gosh, gonna judge you i for haven't it. played it in a while okay <laughs> i don't actively gosh i will not be shamed because of that <laughs> hey no shame on Warzone. i think the only game i might have a little bit of judgment on if you played it was fortnite but Ugh. I could just. Did you ever play that? Once. The, was I, it really only once, or did you play it a few times? No, one game, and I was playing it on the Xbox actually with some friends. It was around the time when it was first getting popular. We did the thing: you fall from the sky, you land, and then I died immediately, and then the game crashed on my Xbox. Did you get to build anything? No, I just died oh, really fast. God, so I was like, I well, build a house. this is a fun game. And then one of my other friends was like, oh, I don't like this game either. And so then we just went and played Rocket League for the rest of the night. So that's oh. how that went. And I've never played it since. Oh, well, it makes a lot of money. And Travis Scott did a concert in it. So it's going places, I guess. <laughs> hey, fun fact, the game hasn't actually launched yet. Did you know that? It's still early access or whatever. Y what? Why? Who? But They've done so much. That's the new thing. That's the, the meta of game development now. What's the new thing? You release a game in early access, and then you just never finish it. It's just in development forever. I I don't what? know why. I think that there's money reasons involved. They well, start, sure. Because early access before it's done is like a beta test, but you can get money for it. Um, you're basically, instead of paying people to test your game, they're paying you to test your game. So I can see the benefit of that as a company, but then they just leave it in early access forever. So with this specifically, and you may or may not have the knowledge, what if it's still in beta or early access or whatever, they've put out a lot of, you know, expansions and I'm not sure if it's technically DLC or not, but Thanos was in the game. I think Captain America's in the game right now. John Wick. Yeah. They did I mean, all these things. They've updated the maps. They, they keep dropping like cosmetics and stuff like what? And it's still considered not finished. Am I, is that right? Well, I, they might have the title or the legal designation of early access, but I think in all intents and purposes, it's released, you know, and it has been for a while. Um, originally when it came out, the battle Royale mode wasn't even a thing. It was just, it was like a survival zombie game. Right. You built yeah, up. Yeah. It was like save the world or something like that. Yeah, you, you had you a group of four people, I think, and you built a fort, and that was kind of cool. Fight against zombies and, and build your fort, and you could do Especially with like, the graphics and you know mm -hmm. the color palettes that they use and stuff. It's really pretty. Yeah, it could have been interesting. And then 
stuff like PUBG came out and Battle Royales were huge. Just all of a sudden. H1Z1, the older ones. So they, they capitalized on that, I think. And now that's the main mode. I think you actually, because it's free. Yes. the ba- Yeah, the base game is free. So huh. yeah, that is my experience with Fortnite. That concludes it for our weekly What's Up With Fortnite segment. And it's the last part of that too. Never again. You, you think? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we'll have some reason to talk about Fortnite in the future. Listen, I'll be darned if that was the last time we talk about Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, anyway. That is enough of Fortnite. So anyway, there's that. Well, here's another topic then. Let's do it. Let's hit it. So I, I even asked permission before I asked this. Oh. You you already know it was coming. Maybe. Oh. Maybe you Oh, oh, I do know where this is going. Can I can I just start? Can I start? You can start. Can I explain myself? Yes, go ahead. What if I just logged off right now? Well, then I would continue the podcast and say whatever I want. <laughs> That's right. You talk more about Fortnite. <laughs> yes. Um, no. So I, I've shared with you. <laughs> so stupid. I've shared with you, uh, my lovely bride and some other people that, well, let me back up. So I shared, I shared last week that I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading a lot. I'm reading like a goon. Um, mm-hmm. finished the first Expanse book. You know, I've been through all the Witcher books. I started the Mistborn trilogy, Brandon Sanderson. I picked up uh, The Way of Kings, Brandon Sanderson's uh, current, I think it's his current, most current uh, series, The Stormlight Archive, just to have it for when I finish Mistborn. So I've been reading a lot. And I, not to sound uh, pretentious or anything of that nature, I would, I, I think I'm a creative person. You know, I think I, I have the, the creative juices flowing around, you know, a good amount of the time. And so as I'm reading these different stories and stuff, I'm like, I, I want to just try to write something like, like a story, whatever it is, like a tale. And this is not the first time that I have had this thought, um, because side note, and I just told Sarah this the other day, I'm not sure if my mom would remember this. She has no part in this. I can't remember what age I was. I attempted to write like a story of me, my brother and my cousins like in the setting of a Nerf war with the Nerf guns. I swear on my life. I don't know how far I got. I don't know what the outcome was. But one thing I do remember is that we were the characters in the story and our names, our names in the story was our middle name in real life. So it was ridiculous. Anyway, so I'm like, I just want to try to write something. I'm not trying to be a published author. I'm not, you know, I'm not, who's an author? Uh, I'm not Stephen King. I'm not old enough to be Stephen King. I just, I wanted to try to write something and just have a good time with it. So that's what I've been doing. And I sent you a picture. When was that? Try to bring it up real quick. Uh, two, three days ago. Was that yesterday? Did I send you that yesterday? Yesterday at 921 AM. That's insane. The days are flying by. Time has no concept. But so, yeah, I, I sent that to you yesterday and I was at, I already exited out of it. Hang on, let me back up. Yeah, as of yesterday at 9.21 a.m., I was 1,965 words deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so since, uh, hang on, that's not right. 
it's not right. Oh, no, I'm, I'm reading to myself. I'm looking at the, the dates on these pictures. So as of one, two, three, four. So four minutes later, I took another picture to send to my dad, who is, you know, into my creative nonsense. And I was 2015 words in. So I say all that to say that I'm just typing random stuff. I'm having a good time with it. I'm excited to see what you think. It may be, I don't know what it's going to be. There's really no purpose in it other than I wanted to do it. And that's it. Yeah, I'm excited for you and I want to read it. Oh, man. <laughs> I So it's not just you. My cousin also, he actually published a book and was even on the news about it. Like they even interviewed him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And he's doing that. You're doing that. And then, you know, Sarah's talking about writing a book. She's now doing I, it. She's really doing it today. I feel like I should be doing that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm you could do it holding the family back by not writing a book. No, no, no. <laughs> well, another, another fun point to that is I, I sent you a message more than once because I was, I was wanting your, your thoughts and opinions on character names and things like that, because what I've noticed, so this is, this is technically considered a, a fantasy story, you know, mm-hmm. classic, classic, uh, you know, the witchers and Lord of the Rings type of vibe. Cause I like it. I like the vibe. And so I was like, I, I haven't attempted to try to name someone in that type of world as of yet. And I felt like if I just tried to throw, throw a name out, it would be bad. So I asked you and you had some good ones. And so one of those names, I haven't told you this yet. One of those names we'll keep on the DL for now, uh, is the main, the main character, you know, doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm almost done with uh, a chapter one, and uh, I'm going to try to revise a little bit of it, try to make sure my grammar isn't too messed up, and then uh, I'll probably send it to you, probably send it to uh, to your brother, and uh, show it to my wife so she can uh, make fun of me, because that's, <laughs> that's what builds strong relationships, and that's where we're at. That's the greatest foundation for a relationship right there. Oh my gosh, just verbal abuse all over yes. the place. It's so good. So with writing in general. Yes. I like writing. I've done it before. I mean, I when you DM a tabletop game, you do a lot of writing because you are. You're creating a story. Would so you I, like to, really quick, for those like three people that don't know what DM means, explain. So DM or GM stands for either Dungeon Master or Game Master. And when you're playing a tabletop game like Dungeons & Dragons or anything else, that person creates the story. They create the world, and they're also kind of the rules master. Their Their job is to make sure... It's like everyone's playing a choose-your-own-adventure book and the DM or Dungeon Master is the one writing the book while they're playing. Right. So if the players decide to do something, you narrate the situations around them and, and the encounters they come up with. And in those situations, you have to do a lot of writing and a lot of prep work because not every character is just going to be made up on the fly. Sometimes there's important characters in the story, important villains, and you have to come up with everything there is to know about them sure so i've done a lot of writing with that and also in school and i definitely have different interest levels between those two for sure no way i can't just get invested in writing about something if i didn't pick the topic that's been my problem Get forever. It. yep yep well and so interestingly enough i hope i didn't cut you off um something that I've been doing because I, I, I dabble in writing music as well. And so I, I have a few books that I'm going through as far as, you know, just learning more about the process and all that good stuff. And one thing that I've been doing since, um, 
probably 2017 ish is, you know, object writing. And so what, um, you know what that is, I'm assuming is you, you spend at least 10 minutes straight just writing about a single word or subject, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be, you know, grammatically correct. It's just, you do it so that the wheels are turning and that stays with you for the rest of the day. And so for the past four, uh, two-ish weeks, I, I was challenged by this book that I was reading to, uh, to specifically do object writing every morning for six weeks. Cause they're like, if you do it for six weeks and you set that, um, routine, you, you know, you'll be surprised on how instinctively your mind will just, uh, latch on to certain words and, you know, kind of go through that process. So, um, last week I was, was it last week? Something like that. I was doing my object writing in the morning. I do it in the morning. I wake up. I get my sorry butt out of bed. Take the dog outside. She poops sometimes. Sometimes she doesn't. I go back inside. I get my coffee. I put in my copious amounts of creamer in my coffee. And then I come in my special room here that I'm doing the podcast in. I sit down. And then I do my 10 minutes of object writing. And I think the subject for that morning was like, I don't think it was trees, but it was something with nature. And it was about five minutes in to that object writing session that I had written something down. And I was like, I want to try to write something around that. And that's where all of this mm -hmm. came from. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just kind of fun. That's just kind of how it originated. Yeah. Kind so lit the spark. It, it was hard for me in object writing because we actually did it in a class. It's one of the first few years of college for me. It was an English writing class. So. They forced us to do it at the beginning of every class, but they would yes. pick the words and it it became a chore and not something that I was deciding right. to do for myself. So I don't think it benefited me as much as it could have. Sure. But yeah, writing I think is just a good way to get your thoughts down on paper in general. Just to, Oh, for sure. I think it's a de-stressor in itself or it could be a stressor depending on it context. Context yeah. is everything. <laughs> well, and it's fun because with, with this specifically, it's – Again, I don't plan on this being something that, you know, doesn't, it, it's not going to see the light of day outside of friends and family and just kind of like, hey, what do you think about this? But with that in consideration, I don't want it to be full of, you know, the fantasy kind of cliche um, things. Now, there's probably going to be some of it because it wouldn't be a fantasy story, a fancy, it wouldn't be a fancy story without some of those things. Uh, but so one thing I, Maybe I shouldn't tell you that. I'll tell you that off air because I don't want to out myself. But I did I, – listen, I didn't do research, but I did a little bit of Googling into certain things that I wanted to try to incorporate so that I didn't just fall into there's a dragon. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, and that can be difficult, especially this day and age. It feels like everything's been done and everything's right. been written about, which that's not necessarily true, but it, it certainly feels that way. So trying to come up with a topic that hasn't been done before and, and fantasy, I mean, fantasy's done all the time. Right. And, and that's the thing is I, I, I knew I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just more of like that. I just want to sit down with my keyboard and just type away. And it's been fun. Oh, I, when you pick your own topic, writing is a lot of fun, especially when you don't have a goal in mind. It's just, you're just doing it as a pastime. The moment you start to put goals in front of you, like, I want to have this much done by this day, that's when you start to make it 
work and not fun. Right. Well, and that's something that, that Sarah's been doing. She's, she's been writing, um, um, I think she intends it to be a novel and it's, it's the same kind of thing with her. I think as, as far as it's not trying to, you know, take the world by storm so much mm-hmm. as it is, it's, it's, it's fun to do and she's good at it. So she, she has told me even recently that she hasn't been, you know, forcing herself to do it every day. She's more or less been doing it when she gets hit with, you know, the inspiration or whatever, which can be good and bad mm-hmm. because, well, so this specifically for her is more of a, a hobby that she really enjoys to do. And so she's not letting it become that work. But if you let, if you let something that you really like and are good at be, I'm only going to do it when I feel it, you know, then you could be missing out on, you know, the process of digging deep to actually find the, uh, the diamond in the rough, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's my, there's my, uh, there's my, uh, Socrates for the day. It feels good. You got stuff done on paper. You're, you just wrote a bunch and you look at it and you say, Hey, I did that. I wrote that. That is me. And it feels good. It does. And, 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 and it's interesting because a lot of people will tell you, writers big and small, is that, you know, one of the hardest things to do is to type or write the first word. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just starting and then not stopping. And I was I was watching a video. Who was that? Mm-hmm. I think it was George R.R. R. Martin. And do you know who Patrick, is it Rothfuss? You know who that is? I don't think so. No. Anyway, they were, they were talking about their their writing processes at like a, a comic con or something a few years ago, and they were saying, "Oh, it wasn't them at all, Josh. It was uh, it was Brandon Sanderson actually." I'm getting my videos confused, but he was just talking about how you, if you want to write something, you start writing, you start going, and for the first session or whatever you want to call it that you're doing it, do not erase, do not backspace, just go for it. Get something down, get the structure down, because the time for editing and, you know, repairing more or less is not for now. That's after you have kind of the basis. And that's not necessarily mind blowing stuff either, but it's, I love digging into the processes and stuff like that. It's fun. It's just fun. It is. And I'm happy for you that you're doing it. Thanks. So you already mentioned fantasy. Yes. That's the topic you're writing it in. Yes. Uh, if you weren't doing fantasy, what genres would you have picked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question because it, were you going to say something? No, I'm just waiting. Okay, you smacked your lips at me. Um, <laughs> I I don't know because I did think about this the other day as I've already been doing this current one about about a different genre and just my mind kind of running wild with it. I. Not to be cliche, but fantasy and sci-fi are my, like, I like those a lot. I think there's wiggle room in both of those to have fun with and be creative with, even though, like you said, there's really nothing new under the sun to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'd have to think about it. Uh, but I also saw like a book uh, someone did the other day. It was... I can't remember what it was called, but it was, it was, the story was based on a zombie outbreak in the Australian outback. That's how specific (laughs) it was. And I thought that was super dope. Um, Yeah. I think that those topics that the more fiction you add, 
the more room you give yourself to more freedom you have when, with what you're writing, you know, hmm. when you're, when you're doing realistic stuff, it you're limited by reality. And that, that's no fun to me. Maybe it is to R- some people. Reality is no fun to you. No, but you know, oh. I'm also a fantasy sci-fi guy myself. So, right. That's what you're into. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I'm excited to see what you think. Um, uh, I, I yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to say the least, but Good times. Good times are had so far. Now, we talked about this before. I don't think on a cast. I think this was just between us. But there is a board game that exists that I There's really just want to play. There's yeah, just, just one board the game. only one in all of existence. <laughs> okay. It is called Betrayal at the House on the Hill. And yeah. I've talked to you about this. And it's a game I want to play with both you and Sarah. I think you guys would enjoy it more than some other people. Explain it to me again. I, I, I forget. So... Um, as far as I know, and I could be wrong about some of it, it seems like you're moving through a like a randomly generated haunted house in the board game, and you're playing as different characters in in like popular horror movies or whatever, and and I think it's like semi cooperative. There's like someone who's the bad guy or something, but it has like a horror vibe to it and a theme, and it looks amazing, and it's rated really high everywhere. So, Wait, so you you play as like actual monsters or whatever villains i think i think you do based on the description um actually and i meant to do this before we started but there was a a video of people playing the game on youtube that i wanted to watch but Hmm. it's rated extremely it was one of like so i looked up the top rated board games on multiple sites and it's on every single one of them it's like one of the few that's on them all is it newer did it come out recently ish Mm, i don't think so well this decade, or I guess last decade, we're in uh, one now. Well, close um, enough. But yeah, I, I think it's like within 2010, 2020, but I don't know the exact date. But yeah, even more than just that board game, I've seen these top 10 lists for board games, and there's like all but one that I just haven't played. And I think it would be a cool thing if we played those board games. Yes, I'm all in. Because it seems like every time we get together, we're playing Scattergories and now Chameleon. Listen, listen. This is exactly... First of all, drop the attitude, young man. <laughs> Second of all, I was just going to say that. I said, the, 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 the board games that I have played up until this point in my life have been the Monopolies, the Battleships, um, the Chameleons, the, the things like that. And the games that have been kind of... Sorry, I have to hiccup. Ugh. Um, the more kind of out of the box ones, and and not those. Mm-hmm. I've mainly played with like you, you and and your side of the family. Like I'm thinking of the Hobbit one, thinking of that Star Wars one. You, me, and and your cousin, not your cousin, your nephew. That's I forget. Uh, we played that other. Uh, what was that fantasy game? The other one we played after we played uh, Settlers of Catan. That was the first time I played it with you two. But the yes. other one, you remember the other one? Uh, Settlers of Catan, we played, I don't, what game are you talking about? Um, uh, we played What did you do uh, in it? Um, go. You, you remember, uh, Dylan was there too. We, you got to pick like your faction or like your, um, Oh, small world, small world. That one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so those kind of games, I, I've really only dabbled in with, with you. Um, 
So when it comes to trying something new like the the game you've been describing, I'm I'm all in. I'm there. Yeah, as long as I can be like a, a giant spider or something. And these games aren't just top rated by nerds, you know. Some of these games, like the one I mentioned earlier, everyone seems to like playing, you know. And I kind of want to introduce more games into our family's uh, ecosystem, I guess. Sure. Well, <laughs> because so who who without without names or whatever, who are you referencing when you say the family? Because you got to know your audience too. So if you think for if you think. For, if you think that uh, my wife, your sister, would play, um, let's just throw out, what was that? That Dracula game. We're probably not looking too hot. No, not the Dracula game. Okay. No. Th- these are, The games I'm talking about are, I guess they don't really fall into like a specific genre. They're just really fun uh, party games. Sure. The trail at the House on the Hill, like a lot of them have like some kind of a specific theme, like that one's right. horror. But no, I think the, the Dracula game is more of a strategy type game. So you got to be into those. But no, this one doesn't seem to be like that at all. And it's high rated by everybody. But yeah, I think that, I don't know, our current family ecosystem. And you <laughs> wanted me to mention who? Well, our immediate family. Yes. They always default to the same two games. And, well, and ahead, not that those are bad games. I'm just kind of bored of them. Well, I think that, and this is, we're totally not having a family debacle on air. This is not what it is. My, my thought to that is, I, I'm assuming that the default to those games are mainly just because they're light, breezy, and quick to some extent. Would you agree? Light, breezy, and quick, but we end up playing them for three hours. No, <laughs> <laughs> We played Chameleon so long the last time. It wasn't three hours, though. It, w- it went on for a couple hours. We, we went on so long, we ended up not watching the movie we were going to watch. <laughs> so, I mean, we played it for a while. And oh my gosh. those games, the problem with those games is there's no, like, defined end to them. You just keep going, you know? Well, you know, it's kind of like, um, what's the other game I'm thinking of? Like your cards against humanity there. I, I don't think there's a specific end. I think there, I think that the end is when you get five cards, when your card gets chosen five times. Mm-hmm. So my guess would be in a game like chameleon that other people who are listening may or may not be aware of our families indeed know, but my guess would be that the, the end is, I don't know what the end would be. Besides just saying, okay, one more round. Well, I don't think we've actually read that far in the rules, like where the end is. I don't think we've you read You don't that. think so? I guarantee you if I went and pulled out the <laughs> manual, it's going to say like a certain number of points and you win or something. What I if we've been imagine. playing it wrong this whole time? Well, it's it's pretty fun. So we've been, I guess, playing it in the right way for us. Yeah. But, but and, and, I, and I like the game. I, I do. I actually do like it. And I you think that- You sound a little resentful. I'm not resentful. <laughs> I, I just- I just, we play the game so many times and you just, I don't know, it loses the same luster. If we took a break from it and then came back, I think I would like it more. Yeah. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we'll still be playing it every time we get together. But I think, I, go ahead. <laughs> there are other games which are in the same vein as Chameleon, where it's like there's one person who's secretly the bad guy and, right. and everyone else doesn't know. And, you're, and, and if people like Chameleon, they would like those games too. Even Dracula's like that, but it, Dracula, everyone knows who the bad guy is. But non-strategy games, just regular party games where one person is secretly working against the rest, 
Those games are really fun to me. And there's a lot of them. So why limit ourselves? That's my point. You sound like the kind of guy that's into Monopoly. No one will play Monopoly with me. <laughs> I, got it, I got it to happen once. We played the Bob's Burgers once, but that's only because you, you guys liked the show. We did. We did. Yeah, it was purely, purely because the skin of the game mm-hmm. or the theme of the game matched our likeness in some way. I love Monopoly. It's not my favorite game, but I do. Oh, I man. like the, oh, the wheeling and dealing, and a lot of people just don't. Yeah, you would like the wheeling and dealing. You, it's you fun. Evil. I am a competitive player. Now, in Chameleon, I don't play that way, but because um, it's more about just being funny. Like in games like Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples, I just want to make the funniest combination more than the one that will win. But two different have, types we, of games. Yes, very different. We have We have a, a pair of friends... Uh, that got they got a game that's more or less and let me let me try to phrase it correctly it's it's like the cards against humanity version of charades <laughs> so you can only imagine yeah it's 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 dirty charades that's what it is dirty charades uh, it's dirty charades <laughs> uh and and it uh, we got to read some of the you know the uh what's the word the things like you had to act out for your, for your partner to guess. And it was, it was very entertaining to say the least, but you're talking about, you know, the light, funny games. So that's why I can. And I love those games too. You have to have the right um, group to play some of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Especially with cards against humanity. I mean, when you have large age differences, they just don't find the same things funny. So I'll tell you what though, man, we play, wait, Oh, that wasn't your mom. That was my mom. We we played. Uh, I can't remember. It was Jeff. You know who Jeff Foxworthy is. Mm-hmm. He he has a he has a game that that's it's pretty much Cards Against Humanity. It's called uh, I think it's called like Relative Insanity or something like that. <laughs> and it's 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 Cards Against Humanity, except it's all about like family and like relatives, relative insanity. It's like that's that's the setting. Mm-hmm. And so it's more, it's, it's family appropriate, but not at the same time. It's, and the only reason that it's not is because it's just, it's being very open about, very open about body parts and things like that. And my mother and aunt, they had a blast. And for some reason, I thought that your mom was a part of this as well, but she wasn't. I'm saying all this to say that the age differences and the, the, what we think is funny and what they do not think it's funny and all that. The lines were blurred. These ladies were, it was insane. I blushed. It was bizarre. <laughs> and it was like a, it was like a, it wasn't even like an M rated game. Well, you know, the, well, I guess when they were our age, they found similar things funny, I would suggest. And that they might moved away from that. I don't know if that's necessarily the case for, for all people who are older than us, but I think that in games like that, it's probably designed to blend different age groups based on what you've told me. If well, it's more family centric. Yeah. I'm trying to remember some of the stuff that was on there. It was, no, it was pretty good. It was, you know, it could, it could, it could very easily be called like my family lives in the South, the board game. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, games, games are fun. Stratego. Big fan. So I think I'm going to order a few and we're going to have to try them with the family and see what people think. I'm on board. Going you blind. Might, never played my, any of them. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you might want, you might, you might think it wise to take a very brief poll 
from the three to four other people that would be playing and just say, hey, this idea of this game, would you be willing to try it? Because what would be unfortunate is if you get these games and then it's just you and me and it's meant for like six people. Well, I have I have other people that I think would play them or at least try them anyway. Do we just not tell the family then? Well, <laughs> I, here's the problem. Here's the problem. If the game isn't Scattergories or Chameleon, half the people are going to veto it immediately. So um, I get the you game. Got some, you sound bitter, man. You it's, got some bitterness it's not, in you. It's not bitter. It's just the truth. <laughs> it's the fact, Josh. The bitter truth. <laughs> we get the games and we just try them. I've never, I can't say that I want to play it either because I've never played it. I think I just want to try new things. So we put the right. game in front You're of us. You're open-minded. It's, I'm just going to order off the top 10 party game list. So it's genre, it's not genre specific. And we'll just try the game, see what it's like. Um, I'll make sure there's no strategy games. I'll make sure that the games are, are more tailored to, to everyone instead of just one group of people. And we'll play it and see what people think. I love it. I'm with you. I'm on board. And I'm going to order them now. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. On, I, on air. <laughs> I just spent 300. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh my gosh. No, some of these games are like 20 bucks, you know, cheap for a board game these days for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. For What's cardboard? Up with that? That's a, that's a, that's a topic for another day. The prices of board games. Hey, we're, we're, we're encroaching. Is that a word encroaching? I think so. That was a big, <laughs> we're, we're a encroaching on our time here. Uh, any any uh, any closing thoughts? Any uh, any closing things of any nature? Well, we need to come up with a title for the episode. Oh, well, that's kind of like a, a private endeavor, don't you think? Well, I don't know because I'm looking at the topics we've talked about, and just like we normally talk, they're all over the place. That's okay. I I I assure you. you oh, you just wait. We're not going to air our dirty laundry on on this one. We we will put our brains together, and I have I have some ideas. <laughs> All right, yeah. So with that, we're gonna we're gonna bug out of here. Hey, this has been episode two of the Greater Mythos Podcast, and might I add, a very scattered, as you say, episode of the Greater Mythos Podcast. That's okay. We're having a good time. These are yeah. Ray. These are your first steps. Did you get it? <laughs> Yes. Did you get the quote? Yes. So these are our first steps for the podcast. I hope someone appreciates that. I'm Josh. You're Josh. Hey, if you're listening, l- leave a review. You know, throw some stars. Uh, let us know what you hate, what you like. And if you don't want to do either of those things, you don't have to. So that's just the world we live in. Hello.